Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Eight minutes after two. It's the Men's Forum, uh, back by popular demand. Uh, lots of you have been sending messages throughout, uh, I think, three months now. It's been ongoing, and uh, more recently, I think it's been the pressure has been on for us to bring it back. So we're back with the Men's Forum, and uh, we talk all things men, and uh, this is really a, what's meant to be a safe space for men to discuss whatever it is that is bothering them. So we come up with discussions, and sometimes they we stick to the plan, and sometimes it goes completely somewhere else. And that's okay, because we've got that you know that's the nature of discussion and open discussions i don't intend for it to go anywhere you lead the conversation and if it goes to a different direction that's still okay so the lines are open 0891104207 and what we're going to be looking at now is um so much has changed you know um the environment is so different and people are feeling all kinds of pressure at the moment you know it's loss of jobs people being sick it's people being depressed it's people it's just a lot um loss of of, the, of loved ones as well um and then there's also the backdrop of of a the violence that we live um we live with and and that that we see and experience around us and the question that came to mind was well, number one, how how are men doing at the moment, right? So um, it's it's a tricky time and a tricky space because there's also the very big discussion that's been happening around gender-based violence and violence against children and so on, and men feeling like um, we we can't say a thing. You know, we are ourselves under scrutiny, and it's it's very difficult to to say anything, even if I have something to say. Um, the space is not really open for us to talk about what's going on with us. Well, this is now the time. Let's talk about what's going on with men at the moment. What the kind of pressures that you're facing at the moment, what are they um what are the implications of having the kind of pressures that you have personally? So on an emotional level, how how are you coping? And you can go there, right? Because we have a psychiatrist in this conversation as well, who he's going to assist us, I suppose, navigate that difficult conversation around also mental health and 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 how how you can possibly cope at this time. We also have a gender uh, activist as well, and he's also a member of the KwaZulu Natal Men's Forum, and he's also available um, to talk through what is going on. So my guests this afternoon are Mfanozuel Ezelwe Esho who is the gender activist and member of the KZN Men's Forum, and Dr. Franz Korb, who is the psychiatrist that is here to help us navigate the space. Okay, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Mfanozelwe, um, let me ask with let me ask you, because you are on the ground um, and you get to experience the discussion that we're having on a personal level on the ground more often. What is troubling men at the moment? Thank, thank you very much, uh, my sister. The, I think one one of the things that are coming out very clearly is the socialization of men, um, that they have to actually provide for their own families. They should be leaders in their families, even if they cannot. The other issue is is around of men dying, being killed. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, and there's no focus on, on men being killed. They said, for example... Uh, the SA stats, uh, SAPS stats, they indicate that plus minus 70 people, between 60 and 70 people die, are being killed. Uh, about 20% of those are women. Um, about, not 20, between 10 and 20 absolute numbers 
are women. The other 50 are men. Mm-hmm. So, but we don't focus on why men. But what is also important is that those women as well are also killed by, by, by men. We don't focus on why men are killing other men. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we only focus on why men are killing women. So that's, that's, that's the other issue as well. Let's say, for example, uh, what has happened in Johannesburg in the church last week, mm. you know, mm. those were men. What has happened in, 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 in Deben, in Inanda, where men uh, in the day, day broad light, the driving a, a, a party killed uh, people in the taxi. So those are, those are real, real issues. But I think the, the societal pressures and economic pressures are also troubling men. So there are those, all those issues as well. And men being pressured to actually provide, men being pressured to actually lead, even if they cannot, and so on. So there are all those uh, uh, pressures that are actually exerted on men. Most of them are socialization. And they don't take into consideration the economic changes now. With COVID-19, COVID-19 now in uh, being with us, there are also other problems as well. So those are some of the things that we have. And also, as much as we know that a lot of gender-based violence, violence against women, uh, uh, are perpetrated by men, but there is a handful of men as well who also uh, get abused, but uh, there is no focus on some of those issues. So those are some of the things. I feel then that, you know what, we need to have a strategy around having a strategy that is going to deal with violence in this country, not only focusing on one particular sector, but ensuring that you have a violence against women strategy, but also focus on what, what is also causing men to kill uh, uh, other men, and maybe bring in the demand of correctional services to assist in some of this, because they have a lot of knowledge around some of these issues. Dr. Corb, th- th- let's talk about the violence. What is informing yes. this, what I would imagine is acting out? Um, this, this act of violence that we're seeing, as as uh, as uh, my colleague there, Mr. Shozi, was just talking about, saying that yes, there is violence towards women, but there is just general violence that men are also killing other men. Where what's what's informing this? Where does this urge to kill come from? Something else is going on, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's you know, it's, uh, violence is a very very complicated issue, and I, I think. You know, there's not only one simple answer to that. There are just so many factors involved. But I do think that in the current situation, and and I very much uh, agree with what has been said now, you know, with uh, economic, increased economic pressure, um, and and also the kind of role models that people assign to, uh, whether consciously or unconsciously, you know, that the man is there, the man is the strong one, the man is there to provide, the man is there to, to look after the family, the man is there to protect the family. And now with joblessness, with uh, the whole lockdown uh, going on, it's almost like that, that men feel totally disempowered. Mm. And and obviously when they feel disempowered, one of the first things, and it's almost a kind of a, a natural thing that that people will then resort to violence to solve issues. And that is perhaps one of the things, obviously, and, and I think it has been shown sociologically in the past that uh, where there is more poverty, and I think with increased joblessness, we are going to see more poverty. Mm. Where there is more poverty, there automatically will be more violence. And also, correctly, what he said, it's not only violence against women, but that is unfortunately the main one, but there's always also more violence, uh, men amongst men, and men being killed. 
So what what is evident to me is that you you get men pushing back when you talk about violence against women. And what yeah. I think happens is that you just obviously have a lot more women being vocal about the violence against women, right? Yeah. Which yeah. then means that it's, what you then are seeing is that you men themselves are not talking about their violence against one another. Yeah. And uh, it's it says a lot to me, um, Mr. Shosi, that there is something also to be said about just the the ability to speak up and yeah. and raise something so that it is an issue, so that it gets to be addressed. Yeah, I mean, if, no, no, if I can definitely, just... I think. Go ahead, Mr. Shosi. Yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I, I wanted to say definitely, um, definitely, um, it's. It's, it's, for example, when you're talking racism, uh, when you talk about issues of racism, when you talk about racism during apartheid, even if there were white people who were being abused, they could not say anything. Mm. Because I think the, the political space at that time yeah. was saying that uh, we have to talk about racism against Africans or against black people. But even on this one, um, when, 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 even if there are men who are trying to raise some of these issues, but look at the numbers, who's who's uh, um, uh, actually uh, 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 mm. violating women's rights and so on. This has been, when I was at the Gender Commission, um, um, being a commissioner then, there was even a discussion uh, where there were NGOs started by men. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. there was even a case submitted in the Commission for Gender Equality where some women organizations were questioning the funding of men's organizations, saying that now they're taking the money from the feminist organization is being assisting men uh, to actually uh, do their own gender equality issues. There's also politics around um, uh, gender equality, violence against women and men, and sometimes that shuts men uh, up and so on. So, and, 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 and because men are perpetrators in most cases against women, so mm-hmm. they know that when they speak, Sometimes they'll be ridiculed and so on. So there's that as well in the, the political space. And I think we must be open to say, let's allow men's organization as well to get funding, to talk about these things and so on. This, even if, no matter whether it's 1%, it's 2% of men who are being abused or 3%, but you must also ask them to raise. Because what is important is, we must talk about eradicating violence in South Africa, mm. whether it's the violence mm. against women or violence against men or violence yeah. against LPGTI people and so on. But overall, we must talk about eradication of violence. Yes, we must target those areas where women are mostly abused and so on, but generally we must, we must, we must be saying we want to eradicate violence against women. But if we don't do that, men are going to continue doing their own thing as much as we've eradicated uh, the 20 absolute numbers of women have been abused, but to still be left with about 50 men who are killing each other. I'm going to be back with you, uh, Dr. F- uh, Dr. Corb. I'm just going to take a quick break and I'm also going to allow uh, calls to come through on 0891-104-207 and your voice notes as well on 0614-104-107. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM.
It's the Men's Forum and uh, you're welcome to call in and add your voice and we are talking about all kinds of things. So we started the conversation off with what at the moment is bothering men and uh, we kicked off with the branch of of just the how men have been socialized and the reliance of men to be providers and so on and what seems to be a burden on them uh, leading to, for some, acting out in violence and, and how that has affected our community and so on um, and my guests have just been discussing you know the fact that yes there is a lot of violence um, that's committed towards towards women but we're not discussing the violence that's perpetrated towards men themselves and that those conversations are not happening so let me give uh, dr. Franz Korb uh, a chance to respond to that dr. Korb yeah and I think another factor that one needs to to remember is that you know violence and anger in in a in a, in a relationship or a, a, in a kind of a conversation or whatever uh, tends to 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 escalate, you know. So in in I think everybody has become more angry and more violent in this the last the COVID era as we're talking about now, and that includes women. So when you're in an argument, and I think we all know that from personal experience is that if one gets involved in an argument and both parties are getting more and more heat up, violence tends to to go out of control. So, you know, I think it's a, a very, very difficult issue in, in, from a psychological or psychiatric point. You know, the psychologists have got uh, kind of uh, courses where they can put people on to do anger control and anger management where they can teach people to control anger. But I think, you know, when you read the newspapers and you look at the statistics, the violence has got so out of hand, violence has become really to the extent that people are killing each other. That is how bad it has become. And and I think to turn that around is not going to be easy. I think... I beg your pardon. I want to ask both of you about the impact of what I would imagine is trauma and and our dealing with violence in this country in a very superficial manner. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So I want to distinguish between crime and and, yeah. and violence. So yeah. so in, in, in other parts of the world, there's a lot of crime. But but the, the guy that wants to take the bag off you is not necessarily going to kill you for the bag. He's just going to yeah. slap you around maybe and take the bag. In this country, sometimes he's willing to give up the bag and just finish you off. You, do you get what yeah. I'm saying? And there's yeah. something there that I think we haven't really dealt with. Where does this violence come from? And I think we know where it comes from, but I don't think we're dealing with the violence and confronting the actual roots of the kind of mm. angry nation that we are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just. Uh, Dr. Korb, let's go ahead. Yes. Yeah, I think you are hitting absolutely the nail on the head. And that is that we have become a very angry nation. You know, and, and also in terms of kind of life has become cheap. And you hear that all the time when you're in conversations, that life has become cheap. Like you say, uh, you, know, you know, people won't hesitate to kill somebody for a cell phone or a handbag. That, you know, that is the kind of, I think we need to go back to kind of, uh, re-looking at our values as a, as a person and as a nation and look at our values and, and things like respect for people, respect for gender, 
uh, all those kind of things. I think we, we really need to go back to that kind of thing. It's almost like when you hear the people that deals with gender violence and not only with violence as such speak. All of them just keep on saying that violence in our country has got totally uh, gone totally out of control. And, and something has to be done to, as a nation, to bring back that kind of, those kind of values where we get back to respect for human life. Mm. Mr. Shur, let me just quickly no, take... No, I, I, wanted, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to add and say that, mm. remember, you know, uh, after apartheid, we came from, uh, violence was, was accepted. Mm. Uh, political parties uh, accepted violence, government accepted yeah. violence and so on, and we'll never stop. As much as we had the truth, and reconstruct commission, yeah. but we have never cleansed ourselves out of that uh, normalizing yeah. violence, um, yes. and that cycle of violence continues to exist. N- now I'm I'm, yes. I'm 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 doing my studies on 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 peace building and and, and cycle of violence. For example, uh, you will find then that um, uh, in the taxi industry there is that conquest factor that. I'll finish you off mm. so that I'll be seen that as conquering. I, I'm, I'm conquering. There's that Ubuntu is a factor. There's that strong masculinities where for me to be seen that I'm powerful, I must kill you, I must get rid of you and your family. Mm. So yeah. all those yeah. things we, 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 need, we, we, we need to raise our children differently as, 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 mm. as, as society. The schools need to actually... Um, bring this thing as part of the curriculum. Uh, I'm surprised that the COVID-19 already has become a curi- as part of the curriculum, but some of these things mm. we, we don't um, uh, discuss them in our schools. It should be part and parcel of our education programs to deal with violence against women, to deal mm. with violence in general. So for me, and again, we've been sketching the surface. We are not only dealing with we, we deal with the symptoms, not the root causes and the drivers of violence. Yes. Even when you read the research around some of these things, they will ask about the causes of violence, which for me, uh, they are underlying other layers, um, which are the drivers. What, what makes this violence actually continue and so on? So for me, those are some of the things that that cycle of violence will continue, whether it's in the tax industry, whether it's at home and so on. So that's why it's important for us to deal with violence so that we are able to pluck all these other types of violence. Mm. Jeffrey, you're calling from Cape Town. Thanks for your patience. Good afternoon. All right, we've lost Jeffrey. Um, Mark, you calling from Durban. Good afternoon, Mark. Hello, good afternoon. Go ahead, Mark. Good afternoon. Yes, uh, to you and your listeners. Yes. So what I want to say about uh, the violence mm. occurring at the moment and, uh, and some time back is the jealousy. Jealousy of man towards the woman. You see, what's happening is that the women are getting sexier these days. The way they dress and all that, they are getting very pretty and sexy. And uh, I think men are jealous about the attitude of their girlfriend or wife. Maybe they, they think uh, the girlfriend or the wife is having an affair with somebody else. And, uh, and I think this is, a, this is a, because in, in the old days, they didn't have so much violence. The thing is just new. It's created about, what, 10, 15 years ago. Hmm. And this is my uh, contribution Thanks. to what your panel. Thanks, Mark. So, I mean, my initial reaction to both of you was to chuckle a little bit, but then I'm listening carefully and I'm thinking, is there a dynamic uh, around, um, you know, relationships where the more women are becoming more empowered, 
Is it true what Mark is saying? Is he on to something about that in itself could pose a threat to that socialization that you were speaking about, uh, that maybe, you know, men have been expected to be powerful and to be providers and so on, and suddenly women are now claiming for their space. Is that becoming a problem? Is, is the space sharing becoming a problem to any one of you? No, I'm, I'm, I must say that... Um Within the African context, I can't speak about other cultures. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, it, it, men have been uh, uh, providers for the females. They've been raised to provide. Mm. But I must tell you now that uh, this is changing. Even in the rural areas now, we are seeing more women being leaders and so on. Mm. And I think it, it's going with education, people seeing more women being in power, having institutions and so on. But there are still very few um, a man uh, who will be always be uh, uh, against this. But what is also what other men are also saying as well, which is important uh, when you engage with them, is that some women, when they're empowered as well, mm-hmm. they become arrogant and undermine men. So, so as I'm saying, we must speak with all genders that it's important for us to, to live in harmony. So the, there are some of those instances that we must also raise. But not all women, not all men do that, but there are some who are actually seeing that. But even that, you can't, because it's not a research, you can't um, yes. interrogate it further, whether what they're saying is true, or maybe their ego has been challenged just because those women now are in power. It's so like a lot that we need to do. In fact, I was, I'm going to go there after the news because I want to ask you, with your experience, is, is this arrogance or is this woman asserting themselves or is this woman just not being submissive and and are we hearing the language properly or are we understanding it properly so let me quickly go to Uti Lesaku for a quick break uh, we're going to go to the headlines and then we'll come back with more of those conversations after this at SFM radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter so Mfano Zuele is my guest, uh, Shozi. He is a gender activist and member of the KZN Men's Forum and Dr. Franz Korb, he's a psychiatrist. And this conversation has really evolved somewhat from where we started. We were asking initially what kind of support men need at this point. It's gone into a little bit of a focus into violence and why that is. And I had asked the question, is um, Mark had called in, in fact, and spoken about jealousy, uh, that men are starting to feel a bit more jealous. And I was wondering whether is some of that the fact that women are becoming more empowered, is that challenging to the status quo? Is it challenging? Is it seen to be challenging to men? And um, I just want to give you a chance to to just complete that thought, uh, Mr. Shozi, about when when they say to you, women have become arrogant on the ground when you assess the situation, is it arrogance or is that they're no longer submissive? No, I think um, um, there is... Um, look, these people come from a very casual background. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the majority of responses could really see that is not arrogant and they are really assertive. Um, women are being assertive and being showing that they are leaders. But you cannot discount another matter where really they were, there are going to be very few who, who are going to be arrogant. But mm-hmm. the majority, you could really see that even that you engage with, these are women who are assertive, who are objective, who want to actually show their leadership skills as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both, but I think the majority is, is on women asserting themselves taking their own leadership space. Okay. Dr. Cobb, let me ask the science here because I want to know whether is it innate 
in, in the physiological makeup of a man to want to be dominant. So, um, Mr. Shosi just touched on tradition. And, and I can tick that yeah. and I get that. But in fact, tradition often is similar. So African tradition to many traditions, men, there's patriarchy. So it's across almost across the board. But is it innate, actually, physiologically for men yeah. to instinctively want to be more powerful? Yeah, I, I, well, I, you know, first of all, I think, you know, with all this, what we're discussing at the moment is, is that Definitely, there's a cultural component to it. Mm-hmm. And that's not only in South Africa. I think the cultural yes. thing is worldwide. Yeah. That, 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 you know, the men is the dominant kind of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, if one looks physiologically at it, uh, obviously, you know, the, the hormones between men and women is different. And we know that it's the, the testosterone in, in men that is the one that is, uh, it's got very much related to uh, not only dominance, but also aggression. And 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 that that kind of thing as well. So there is a bit of physiological aspects uh, relating to that as well. Can I substantiate why I asked the question? And I'll tell you why I asked the yeah. question. Because often, and both of you will agree with me, often you find a lot of men when they really find safe spaces in private spaces when they can be safe. You will find yeah. that there has been almost like an an initiation type of um, requirement to be violent. So in in his own person, the man doesn't actually want to be violent, right? But society, mm. whether in, in different spaces, there is yeah. a nudge to, to how to show up as a man is to be violent. So it starts building that kind of um, character, not because the yeah. person actually is violent. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yeah, I, I think you I think from my side, just to, to quickly answer there, uh, you know, I think that is one of the, the solutions that perhaps we need to look at in the future is to, to start culturally break down stereotypes. And I think, you know, that even addresses the question of the jealousy of, of women now uh, starting to work and getting into leadership positions as well. We need to start breaking down stereotypes and start looking at human beings as potential. You know, what is your potential, irrespective of you, male or female? I mean, I'm now talking, I suppose, in an extremely ideal world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we need to look at, at individuals and their potential. And then, on the one hand, respect that potential. And then, on the other hand, also to support that potential. Mm. You know, if, if, if I've got a wife that is really excellent in a certain thing, and she can work herself up into a managerial position, me as a husband should really support her in that and encourage her in that. You know, I should never see that as a threat to, to my uh, superiority or, or, or that I have to be the boss, I have to be the best in everything, that kind of thing. So I think the main thing that I, I, I think needs to happen, we we'll have to, in society, start breaking down stereotypes. Mm. That Mr. is Shosie, one of the places we were to start. Mr. Shosie, you know what I'm talking about. Where, where sometimes you know, your ability to be violent is, is, is what gives you street cred. It's what makes you respectable. Sure. No, no, it's, it's it, the same, for example, we were at home and there are people who are stealing outside your yard and so on. The impression people actually uh, wanted to go out and fight in the man and phoning the police mm. because we are showing power. The, the other issue here around violence 
in my own studies around the issue of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people see violence as giving them power. Mm-hmm. You know, what you see all over the show in terms of violence is power and uh, whether they're fighting the tax industry, they're fighting the women and so on. So people believe that it gives them power. So to answer your question is, is around the, the issue of power, then how do we deal with the issue of ensuring that people could see that they still even have power, even if they don't use violence? Hmm. Let's go to yeah. the lines. Yes. Can I, can yes. I, can I just yes. quickly, and, and just to, to take that, that concept further, and I think that is very much the kind of situation we're in in South Africa at the moment. With... Um, the, the stripping away of losing jobs, uh, not having income, not mm. having finances, mm. not being able to provide. Mm. So, so what do people resort to, 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 to show a power? Mm-hmm. They, they go over to violence. Mm. You know, because violence is all that is really left. I've lost everything. Mm. So violence is the only thing that is left to show my power. Mm. Vincent, you're calling. And, and that is the problem. Yeah. Thanks, Vincent, for being so patient. You're calling from Midrand. Good afternoon. Hi, afternoon. Um, I, I think my view is that there is a paradigm shift at three aspects of the entire society st- remain stagnant. Mm-hmm. There's a shift from an economic perspective, but then you have men and women not ready to move with the changes. Mm-hmm. And then they, they stagnant to their position, mm. whether it's influenced by culture or yeah. whether it's influenced, but then it influences three yeah. aspects. It influences the male and the female. Mm-hmm. It also influences um, the, 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 the economical and power dimension mm. of this whole thing, where you, you find a man, for example, um, whose wife is employed and has got some power, powerful position. Then he, if he loses work or loses any aspect to do with how he generates capital, then he starts seeing himself as being, you know... A, Lesser. A, 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 yes, and it's, 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 an, it's an underdog in the household. Just a, a simple question or a simple request from a lady saying, please pass me that cell phone sending day. <laughs> to man becomes a problem to say, yeah, how do you send me to... You're sending, sending me around. You're sending me around. Now, now, so, so it becomes a problem instead mm. of looking at it from a point of view of just what it is. Mm. Now, because we're not shifting altogether... If you go, I, I observed two things, very important. At, from 1996, at universities, there's a lot of girls than boys. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one. And then number two, then you realize when you stand in front of the door of a, a bottle store, nowadays there's a lot of girls entering that space more than boys. Mm-hmm. Now you, you start thinking, girls have got a character of being able to voice out things. Mm-hmm. If... You're not working, she'll be telling you, Mutomudim, don't come and bother me and all of that. She's able to say things which <laughs> end up hurting the guy. And then the guy's only reaction is just to beat up. Yeah. yeah. Now, in the country like South Africa, where killing is no longer a problem, if you kill, you go to the hotel, then it becomes problematic. Hmm. And, in, and in fact, when you bring this up, alongside our gentlemen who are going to say, yeah, yeah, what the you know, that kind of thing. That, exactly. Yeah. Very interesting. Joe, let me go to you. You're calling from Mpumalanga. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, ma'am. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for calling, Joe. All right. I want to be with all your guests there. Mm. Uh, you see, uh, there's no men who don't like women. And women always 
they are, if they are empowered, mm-hmm. they change completely. I will give you my story. I'm not working. Um, my wife, she's working. She left me with three months a uh, 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 boy. Uh, go to another man who's working. So now I have to stay with that three months uh, uh, girl for almost nine months. After that, I decided to negotiate with her mom to take that child. Now I'm working. She ran to 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 the uh, support uh, court to, to ask for maintenance. Mm-hmm. Then when she's working. And the whole year, I was busy looking after that uh, child. So it made me angry if I look on women. To be honest, I don't. I hate women. So what do you differ with my guests about? What what what, what is the thing that you are differing on? No, the the, the, the thing of power concerning money is not the thing that changes. The women they are having demons nowadays. They they have already changed completely. They are no more having respect. They don't having love. Only what they love is only if you got money. If you don't have money, they will change you like underwear. That is the problem of women. Have you, have you been with somebody else after that that lady that left? I don't want women. I'm staying alone. So so what I'm asking is that you. Your experience is with the one person only, or you've had several and the, the experience has been the same? No, that one person that gives me that, that, that attitude. Mm-hmm. Even uh, one of my friends that is staying in Tanin, having the very same problem. Mm-hmm. So that's why we said uh, women sometimes uh, they are not good. I hate women. You hate women. And I don't like women. Bob Shozi, um, you want to respond to that, Joe, in Mbomalo? No, 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 no. I, 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 I'll, I'll just respond and say that, um, you know what, what is also important, I think what we as men's organization should do is to have an engagement with other men around issues of maintenance. Because in most cases, we, we tend to expect only women to play maintenance. Even now, if we are not waiting and my spouse and are divorcing, we can go to court and claim maintenance. I know in terms of culture, people say that, ah, and so on. But those things, um, they are there. And in most cases, when women turn around and they use the law to claim from us, we, we complain like my brother. But I think we must be educated then that uh, if, if if we can also go to court, even during the times of divorce, we can also go to court and apply to court for maintenance to be maintained if we're not working and so on. So we have a gender equality law in, in, in our country, but in most cases, we always think that it favors women because women would always um, uh, want to actually use their own rights to, to claim their rights, but women, we don't. And I think it's, uh, I'm happy that other men's forum are listening in the country. Uh, it's something that must have a huge national education around accessing rights from uh, women being able to actually access their own rights, so that even us, we don't resort to violence. Because with this, with this man who's just spoken now, we can see that it's really, really, really angry. When he sees it's woman, something else could happen. But if we educate and say these are other alternative means that you can resort to for to be able to solve the problem. But as I'm saying, we must learn to actually solve our own problems in a peaceful, in a peaceful manner. Um, let's go to the voice notes that have come through. 
good day, Mepimelo. I think uh, I think the problem comes it comes where 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 men are being expected to provide, for an example, to provide to be uh, to be responsible in the house and in the in and around the community. I think that that is where the project is coming is coming from. First of all, people they expect you to be strong. They expect you to be enough. Don't cry, you are a man. Whereas they don't check your background, where where have you been growing? For an example, if you you have been if you have been you have been raised by a, a guardian, a female guardian, and she she has been she has been she was abusing you, then there is no way that you can be fine when you are rich, when you reach adulthood ages. There is no way there is no way that you can be super fine in your mind when you reach uh, adulthood stages. So I think I, I think this thing of saying men men are tigers, men don't cry is is killing men because of we now we are we are we are under we are under enormous pressure. For an example, you you look you look at this thing of unemployment, youth unemployment. It's a problem. It's a big problem. Priorities have been given to girls because them them at the offices of government they they can be they can talk something. Us men is something different. We are struggling. And then you come home there, people are expecting you to provide in and around the community there. So thanks. I'm going to be an anonymous um, because the topic at hand is actually very, very personal to me. I've I've been, you know, a victim of gender-based violence. And every time when I had to speak up or talk to my friends about it, they'd be like, no, bruh, this is how women are. This is how they react. This is how, wow, you know, you need to man up in this situation, this and that, you know. And the, the, the effects only ensued later on, you know, which led to me being severely depressed, I think, a year after the relationship, you know. The problem is the society forces us to endure, you know, um, emotional abuse from women in the name of women are like that. Hi, it's very true. All life matters. But uh, I think, again, is that men, they don't want to speak up because of their too pride and then other things they are shy to face the truth and then uh, when it comes to a woman they take advantage because most women cannot fight for themselves i mean when you got physical so that is why now uh, people are focusing on ladies uh, on women so yeah but it's really not uh, okay to because really it matters to every life Thank you. I'm still um, quite worried about Joe, and and uh, I just to to you, Doctor uh, Doctor Corb and yeah. uh, Mr. Shozi. I'm worried about Joe because there is no way that Joe is a living in a society where there are no women. So everywhere he goes, he's going to come across women. I didn't ask yeah. him yeah. about the child, whether the child is a man, is a boy or a girl, because that has yeah. its own ramifications. So generational hate is going to be problematic because he's been very clear that he hates women. He really, it sounds like yeah. he really resents women. And and how do you get to Joe, Mr. Shozi? How, how do we get to him? I mean, you spoke about maintenance, but I think it's deeper than that. The, the man is mad. He's very, very yeah. angry. And something else is going on there that's very deep. It's deeper than just the maintenance. I, 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 I'm not sure whether your, your, your station could be able to trace him because I, I think that... Um, In fact, Joe to, to, has to 
in fact, Joe has called here many times. And, and the reason I say this is because I'm confident enough to now know that he's not going to shift, right, from, from the conversations we've had with Joe on the phone before. Every time he gets a chance to reiterate this message, he does. And for me, I commend one thing. He does pick up the call and speak about his pain. So I'm hearing a man crying out for something. He, he's really, yeah. you know, there is some plea there. Yes, it may come across as very angry and, and violent or whatever, but he's pleading for something, some resolution of sorts. So maybe we can trace him, maybe we can get hold of him. But the one thing he makes clear is that he cannot, he cannot stand women. That's consistent with Joe all the time. You know, just to, to, to just chip in here mm. as well, I think the only way we can to do that, I mean, yeah, one will always jump to sing and say, see a psychologist, go and speak to a counselor, mm-hmm. go and speak to a social worker, that kind of thing. Mm. But I think that becomes too medical, if mm. I want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I think really the only way we're going to reach people like this is to, to what we are doing now. We have to start the conversation. I think the only way perhaps we can possibly reach a person like that is to have men's groups. I don't know, you know, start NGOs, start, uh, you know, groups of people all over the country where men can get together, where men can start speaking, where men can start a conversation to get people to, to change their views and their attitudes. And it's almost like I think men must lead by example. And that is the only way we are going to perhaps meet or reach people like Joe. Mm. You know, I think that's the only way we're going to do it is to to open the conversation and continue the conversation mm. around around the whole country, mm-hmm. and 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 hopefully somehow pick up these people wherever they are, involve them in in groups, and 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 start working on the issues. Mm. Mr. Shosie, I wanted to, to just wrap it up for me, especially with regards to the voice notes that came through. There is there is a deep sense of pain. I mean, when you listen to some of the people that are calling through, the, the one being anonymous and the other one also feeling a little bit like, you know, um, there's just so much going on and, and we don't have solutions. What What's your final comment to, to those voice notes and to those who are listening? Well, what is coming out very clearly is that um, we don't have services for men uh, when they encounter this problem. And um, the the services educated social workers and so on. I remember uh, when I was dealing with the case, when I was at the Commission for Gender Equality, for example, where there was a divorce case and a 67-year-old man was supposed to be interviewed by a 21-year-old young woman in terms of divorce issues. Mm-hmm. So there the are those, I'm not saying that they cannot do that, but I think, uh, the generational gap there was also a problem. But I think that we don't have enough services for men, even if we go to clinics, we go to social work services and so on. So our own system of help and professional help is geared towards helping women. Mm. I think it's yeah. important that now we must have a system that is inclusive, that is going to be able to us. Why men are crying out like this is because we, we can't help them. We don't have services to actually help them. You know, we don't even have shelters for men, very few. Mm. So those are some of yeah. the issues that um, that we must be able to deal with and, and have a very inclusive program that is going to assist men.
appreciate it yeah. gentlemen thank you thank you very very much i really appreciate it mfanozelwe is a shozi is a gender activist and a member of the kzn men's forum and dr franz korb is a psychiatrist and that conversation will be available as a podcast